Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is the Mark Boris Podcast. Uh, good morning, bright and early, nice nice time of year. This is the best time of year, actually, Christmas time. Except I haven't done any bloody shopping, but uh, I guess I'll get around to it. Um, my sons, uh, they're easy, they just want money. And uh, my mum, she's sorted. I'm just thinking it out loud now. Uh, Dad, yeah, it's always difficult for Dad. He's, he's sort of, sort of, I can just get him something last minute. Always the hardest thing for me is working out what sort of Christmas presents to get. And generally speaking, I just give money away because um, that usually satisfies everybody. But I don't know. It's hard. It's hardest thing I reckon picking picking presents. And I've got Kumar Amani, and I was going to ask you guys, uh, what do you guys do at Christmas time? How do you, how do you work out how you buy your presents? Kumar, <laughs> well, I, I'm pretty lazy. I kind of look at what the top ten gifts are for kids, and then. Try to hit them up with your kids, have you? I've got a two-year-old and eight-year-old, so yeah, um, that's sort of, you just sort of go to Target or one of those sort of places and go to the toy department and just say, "Excuse me, what are, what's good for a two-year-old?" Totally. What's on the front page of the catalogue must be good enough. For Actually, you got to get a four-year-old because if it's two, if they say two-year-old, usually they like to get a four-year-old's present or three-year-old's present because usually they sort of undersell it, don't they? Totally. Yeah. So, so, that, so what about your wife, though? Uh, well, I mean, after the first two years, I kind of. No, don't boat. say it, don't say it. <laughs> Mr. Boat. So, uh, you know, I think now it's very much vouchers and we're just each other's company. You know what's best, the best voucher to get is not, don't get a David Jones or a Meyer or whatever, get a, a Westfield one. Yes. Because it covers all the shops. Apparently. Totally, and you could use it as an FPOS card as well. Can you? Yeah. yeah you're onto it. You're, you're good at this. <laughs> Might as well just keep someone cash if you're doing that. <laughs> exactly. You know, I was, it's funny, I was thinking about those gift cards the other day. Um, they have an expiry date on them. And it just doesn't make sense to me that, that someone could have an expiry date on a cash card or a gift card, I should say, yeah, yeah. because, like, they haven't provided the services. So, if, okay, fair enough, they want it to expire, but what they should, you should be able to do on the expiry date, go, and go back and get your money back because it hasn't been a fair exchange of goods or services. It doesn't make sense to me that they can actually take the cash. And I remember many years ago <clears throat> when uh, a good friend of mine was running uh, David Jones, who you would remember, Nick, um, he told me they make a fortune out of gift cards where people actually don't buy anything. So, I mean, if you think about it, if I pay a thousand bucks for a gift card and I don't, and the person I give it to never uses it for some reason, but the goods have not been exchanged, that's a net profit of 1,000. Other little bit of ministry. That's why they do it. Yeah. Which is the reason why I'm saying that, they should, you know, like technically speaking, they should give you the money back. They shouldn't be allowed to just keep the, keep the money to the bottom line. And even if you don't redeem, they should just be made by law to, mm. to Correct. reverse should be a law the around. transaction. It should, totally, it should be a law. Yeah. Around. It's funny, like when you, it's one thing they get the money in advance. I accept that they should be able to get the money in advance if you want to buy a gift card before the person who gets the gift, the giftee, um, actually uses it. That's one thing. Because they're making money there. If, I, if a gift card goes for 12 months and I buy the... Buy it now. I give someone the, the gift card now. So I give David Jones a thousand bucks now, and my person given the gift card to doesn't redeem it until eleven months. David Jones had my one thousand bucks. 
for 11 months and they're going to an interest on it. I get that. That part's okay. But they shouldn't also be allowed to keep the 1000 bucks. Marnie, what do you do? Um, I'm in the same boat. I've got a three-year-old boy and I guess my comment would be around... Uh, Dinosaurs. As long as it's branded and it's like the most expensive one, they understand. If I buy like a ordinary no-name army man, like he gets, he just doesn't get played with. Nah. If you're going by, you know... the Fail. Big, yeah, the big Star Wars or the big Batman, yeah, he's... he's or Lego. I saw or a, Lego, uh, absolutely. I saw Lego. a really cool gift, actually, a really cool gift idea. Um, I'm a Star Wars fan and I saw this, it was like a speaker, a Bluetooth speaker shaped like a Death Star <laughs> and it hovers above the bass and spins around whilst oh. playing your music to you. Wow. How good is that? that is Nick. Cool. Yeah. Nick. <laughs> Sorted. <laughs> just, just, just giving some hints. Just giving some hints away in case you. Think anyway, anyone, anyone right? in the room needs help buying myself a, a gift this Christmas. Dave, that includes you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to do a reverse order that, uh, compared to how I would normally do it. Uh, Kuma, I'm going to ask the gentleman to Thank tell you. me what's your deal. Um, so I started out in video games in 2002. Uh, started out as an intern for Xbox. Uh, video games console, fast forward eight years. Uh, was a bit frustrated that there wasn't any uh, marketing agencies that understood video games in Australia. It's kind of niche, but um, it's just a big money. And uh, <coughs> so decided to start a ad agency, which I've been, you know, doing uh, for for the last six years. What's it called? Uh, the Spaceship. Um, very appropriately named for video games, but um, so our clients are Xbox slash Microsoft, Samsung and Intel, so we work with tech clients. Um, and about four months ago, I kind of woke up and kind of said, you know, when I kind of got that five-year itch, I kind of want to go do something different. And uh, so I've got into um, some gaming startups, so I'm working on a... A startup. What uh, kind of game? Are you building actual games? No, I think there's a lot of people that do it and they're really good at doing it, so I don't want to try to kind of yeah, emulate sure. building games. But <clears throat> mm. the industry's big in Australia alone. It's $3 billion. So uh, kind of creating a social buying platform for video games. So, um, you know, gaming's kind of unique. It's one of those things where people play together a lot. Like people kind of think that you sit at home and play by yourself, but you're playing online with other people. So it's kind of a shared experience and I kind of feel like, if you could play together, why can't you buy together? So essentially, um, it's a social buying experience. So if I, I'm going to preempt you here. Um, so if I want a, a game and it's a hundred bucks or something, and I don't want to dole out the whole amount for myself, can I p- team up with someone to buy the game? Dead set. Welcome to Squad Buy. Yeah. Um, so that's what it is. Okay. Uh, so it's uh, you and your squad get together, um, and you get progressive discounts um, sure. the more your mates uh, buy in with you. How so, do the um, how do the ga- like? I mean, I know there's a lot like you know it's most people you know you always share your games around or whatever. But I mean, um, probably under underpinning that you know some uh, unenforced law or it probably is if it's explicitly. Um, uh, flouted against, but I mean, uh, aren't there like licenses uh, like underpinning these these games where they say, oh, you can't really, you know, you're buying if you're buying a game, you're buying it for yourself and you use it, you can't really yeah, distribute resell. it to other people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good question, Steve. Not reselling, but 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 even just sort of you know distributing it Sharing. to a point where yeah, totally. So yeah. if you've got a physical copy of a game, so you've gone to EB Games or Kmart or Target, you could buy it and you could 
resell it and you could share it. Yeah. Um, whereas digital games, uh, which is what Squad Buy is focused on, um, prohibits that the license okay. exclusively says it's a one-time license only. Right. Um, so how do I share it then if I'm uh, uh, Well, so I'm Squad Buy is not about necessarily sharing the game, but it's buying together. So it's very similar to group buying except Loving. the difference. You're, ah. you're buying it with your mates. Gotcha. So, so you're, I'm buying one, you're buying one, we're getting a discount because we're buying together. Correct. Because you're buying as a club, which means all the club members can use it. Is that... Sort Definitely, that, yeah. yeah. Or no, no, they're all they're using bulk to get a discount. Correct. So it's yeah. you Is and it, your four. No, no, not just about the discount. But if you buy in a club, a club of all of us, you said. I don't think. I don't think you can. Oh, maybe you can. Can you share them around after? You, no, you can't, no, you share, can't share a digital share game around. around. You can't in the club. Yeah, Correct. yeah, can't share around Correct. in the club. Not at the moment. That might change. There's so, a lot just, of people. There's, so what you're talking about is a sort of a platform whereby you can get discounts as a, as a result of buying in bulk. Correct. Right. Okay. Correct. And is there enough people? say in Australia, I mean, I, I guess this could be global, but like here in Australia anyway, to do that? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's more people that play video games and listen to music or go to the movies in Australia. Right? Yeah, it's a $3 billion industry. Yeah, absolutely, it's massive. 98% of Australian households have um, a video games console or a PC that plays gaming. I think um, Grand, Grand Theft Auto, the latest one, oh, yeah, yeah. made like more money than, you know, any, any movie, movie. In, in, in Hollywood. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was... That's mad. It's yeah. a big business. It's it's still got kind of that niche, that kind of stigma that it's about teenagers sitting in dark rooms and playing. But in Australia, like, you know, the average game is 33. There's 47% of them are females. Like, people kind of be blown away if, yeah, if yeah. you hear about gaming. Is that right? Yeah. Mm. Uh, what's his name? Chris from from Launchpad. You met the other yeah. way. He, he's a mad gamer. Like I was down there. Work, I'm working with this business down in Melbourne, and he was. Uh, you know, he takes his like um, takes his break on the couch and turns on. Um, uh, what does he play? Like Call of Duty or one of those things? And he oh. just zones. You can't even talk, like can't even talk to him for totally. For I mean, there's hour. the big games like the Call of Duties and the Grand Theft Autos. But what's this amazing is. Since 2007, when the iPhone launched, gaming's changed. There's females, like my two-year-old daughter knows how to get her iPhone out and not hers, mine, and um, <laughs> play a whole bunch of video games. So I think, uh, God bless Apple, you know, since 2007, gaming's changed in a big way. It's no longer a solitary experience that you sit in front of a screen at home. Now everyone's got Candy Crush Saga, yeah, exactly. got Monopoly on their phone yeah, and things yeah. like that. Yeah, so. it's, it's, not like, it's not a very, like, um, you know, you used to have to strap yourself in to, to play a game back in the day, either it's on your PC or on a, on a, ga- on a gaming console on the telly. Now it's like you need know, to pull out your, your iPhone or smartphone and where you go. Ready to go. Yeah. So where do you think it's going to go? Um, What's next? Look, I think uh, the great thing about gaming, I think history says video games have brought in some of the best technologies out there. Like you look at VR's kind of all the rage at the moment, but VR's been in gaming for the last three years. Um, you talk about artificial intelligence. Gaming's had artificial intelligence for the last 10 years. Like the computer knows what you're doing and will manipulate the gameplay. You talk about cloud computing and gaming's always saved your scores and this. I kind of feel like history says gaming will <clears throat> always lead with technology. I think a couple of the big trends are this notion of esports and for those that don't know what esports is, it's yeah. where you spectate and you watch other people play video games, and it's, it's big a, business too. Yeah. Unbelievable! <laughs> so you go to the game. I heard on the. Well, you watch it online. That's what I'm saying you go. I'm, that's what I mean. You go to the game online. Yeah, totally. And I mean, <clears throat> uh, just recently there was a tournament called the International, which happened in Seattle. Uh, the prize money for that was thirty million dollars. So the oh, winners yeah. earned more than what yeah. Djokovic earned at the yeah, last I, US Open. I heard they're going to make a. They're going to make a league. Uh, so, like, you know, you can play, you know, EA, um, Madden or, um, you know, FIFA or whatever. They're going to make a, a league that 
there's like a para league to the the guys that actually play the physical sport for the guys that game the sport on an Xbox or a PlayStation, like a an, offic- an official league where you, where you're where you're getting paid. You know, and apparently they give you trainers as well, like trainers and nutritionists oh. and all these people to sort of keep you keep you keep you fit and alert <laughs> like, during I, the week. And then there's a there's a proper competition and governing body around this thing, and you get paid a big big salaries like the the real guys. Do. I mean, you, you you're not that? wrong. So globally, um, <laughs> Manchester City. Uh, Paris and Germain, um, Philadelphia 76ers, the Golden State Warriors have all got esports general managers because they realise, <laughs> like, hey, as a traditional sport, yeah. there's a decline. Millennials are not getting into traditional sports. It's, and it's full, it's full on. Like, I remember I was playing a game of a, a game of FIFA with a friend of I wasn't playing, but two of my mates were, and I was watching them on the couch. And one of them was getting so into it that after he lost, he got up and he and he. No, no, no. He no. He thought he was he was just going to sort of shoulder the wall, but he ended up running through it. It was a chip rock wall, <laughs> and he went straight through the chip rock wall and uh, had to spend like eight or nine hundred bucks fixing it. With and eight he, weeks on the sideline. Hey, eight <laughs> weeks on the sideline. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. You had to take the, the controller off him for a period of time. But I like, I like. You know what I like about um, your business is you're not trying. You, you're quite cleverly not trying to um, um, compete with the big gaming um, companies and build your own because that's pretty important, like, you know, spend billions on these things. Yeah. Um, you're just sort of sitting on the periphery and, and seeing if there's anything, um, that, you know, any way that you can service um, the, the customers around the actual game themselves. Totally. And, and yeah. you know, I think I learned that from <coughs> my dad. My dad said, hey, mining's big business in Australia, but you don't need to own a mine to make money. You could be the truck company and the tyre company. Absolutely, mining <laughs> services, yeah. They're big, so I mean, a lot so of how's the business going? Um, so we're just in <coughs> startup phase now. So uh, we've got a couple of investors from the US. So we'll go into beta in April of next year. Uh, gaming in general, all the big games launch in September. So we're, we're gearing up for September next year. So I uh, feel pretty comfortable. Um, we've raised the capital. Capital. Uh, we're in development. Uh, we raised eight hundred thousand wow. dollars. Um, you know, we're cool. probably going to spend a good four hundred fifty thousand in development, um, and then there's a big event um, <coughs> called E3 in LA, which happens in June every year, and so that's the coming out party. So hopefully, we can get it ready for wow. for that event. Where's that held? That big party is that like in, in LA? Oh, yeah, in, in LA. downtown oh, yeah, LA. Yeah, yeah. So it's like um, the cans of uh, yeah, yeah. video games. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, so what we're nice. doing is that. You know, Comic Con of video games. Comic Con of video games. Uh, <laughs> that is probably the better uh, analog. Totally, and and I think for us, where you know, like every startup, you start out to be successful, and you all think you're disruptive, and uh, so we think, um, you know, we need to kind of get some industry support for it because essentially we're meddling with price, and everyone's very protective of price. Um, so we've got to sure. get our value prop right, which is what we're finding. Well, so will, will the vendors sure will the vendors give you discounts? Um, so today there's about thirty percent margin. <clears throat> so as a vendor, when you sell to a retailer, you're giving about thirty percent margin. Um, you know. Mm-hmm. So we kind of feel like there's enough margin there to play with. So you with. put yourself in as a retailer? Um, yeah, Squad yeah. Buy becomes, becomes a retailer, a pure online retailer. So you're the one who has to take the discount? Correct. Not the vendor? Yeah. Not the original vendor? Totally. And, you know, kind of squad, at the heart of Squad Buy, we believe in fans and, you know, we kind of feel like for the last 10 years, fans have never been able to buy in a group. Like, it's amazing as an experience. Mm. You could take, you could afford to take far less than 30% because you're all online. You totally. haven't got the overhead. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds yeah. like a pretty healthy margin to me yeah. for a digital play. Yeah. I mean, I mean, a subject to all the capital to be sunk into it to, to sort of build it up. Yeah. And really, all you've got is a, a few people and then some amortization. 
You don't, you don't have to work out of Chifley Square, for example. No, we have where we don't. We we, <clears throat> we work out of Redfern, so um, yeah. which is just as good. But yeah, no, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. I mean, gamers at the heart of it. We're pretty simple people. Yeah, so. that's a cool idea. Yeah. Good luck. Thank you. Thanks, Kumar. Thanks for coming in. No worries. Marnie, what's your story? Yes, well, well when you're gaming, you get very hungry, so uh, that's where I fit in. <laughs> so my, <laughs> my business is called... Food and um, entertainment. We've got it now. Yeah. That's it. What more do you need? Um, so Naturally Wild is my business. I founded it four years ago. Um, at the moment, we um, provide exotic meat. Um, had some good wins with Coles and Woolworths. Exotic meat. Exotic meat. It was, it, it's all about Australian natural meat. Um, Wish Nick but, was here for this. Outback Wrangler. You know, like, <laughs> that's it. Uh, our, our business partner, Nick Fordham, um, he's got a show called Outback Wrangler. Yes. Uh, have yeah, you I've seen, seen it? That, yeah, yeah, right? You're talking about yeah. crocodile here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that, is that crocodile meat in front of me? That is, yeah. That's the, the top seller is the crocodile nah. tail steak, yes. Tail steak being the best like part fish. of the animal. It does. Uh, yeah. I'm surprised at how white, white the meat looks, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. interesting. What does it, it taste yeah. like, though? Um, it's just light. I always say it goes really well with marinades, like citrus marinades, um, mm. in that it's, it's not... Um, does it taste like fish or chicken? I mean... None of those. It's light. I sort of compare it a little bit to calamari, um, but it's got a different texture in that it's a muscle. So um, it's interesting. Um, I've just set up an import company in the US to start importing it, and we landed our first um, shipment last month, which is exciting. Uh, and they actually um, do determine it as fish, even though it's actually technically a rep- reptile. And it's never been done before, so I sort of sent FDA and FWS into a bit of a tailspin as to which department's going to actually, you know, help me here. <laughs> so so you you source that in Australia yourself? It's all Australian. <clears throat> yeah, I buy from abattoirs. Yep. 98% fat-free. Yeah, absolutely. Is this, how, is, relatively speaking, what, like, is this leaner than what? It, it, leaner well, leaner than, than chicken breast and is higher protein. And t- than, than turkey, than beef, than yeah. everything. Can I take this sample? Game, my my girlfriend will try cooking this. <laughs> no. Is it gamey? <laughs> Not at all. Not no. gamey, no. no. I mean, we're talking about something that lives in... Mm. Water, like dirty water. Mm. I mean, I don't know if it's dirty or not. I mean, right. just, that's just a concept yeah. in my mind. Right? Are um, they clean or are they, they farm? Do these are farms? Yeah, absolutely. Right. They're an endangered species, so um, yeah, right? we have to buy them from farms. Um, so they're, they're they're farmed up yeah. some in the Northern Territory the, somewhere. Yeah, Northern <coughs> Queensland. Northern Queensland. This is all properly yeah. regulated by the authorities yeah. to say, well, we're just like a, a cattle abattoirs, all properly regulated. Yeah, they've actually got their own <coughs> their own specifications and their own right. sort of aqueous. Um, yeah, rules as far as a crocodile abattoir has to be a crocodile abattoir. And is it expensive? Is uh, it, it is expensive. It's up there with salmon as far as oh, okay. um, like bad. for like, you know. Yeah. It's affordable. And um, why are they feeding them? Like, are they feeding them? Like, cause one of the things bothers me, for example, yeah. if I go and buy um, salmon, farm salmon is being mm. fed, sometimes they feel and feed them pellets. And it's no. do, yeah. yeah. What are these things being fed? Um, mostly up to Humans. 80%. Kangaroo. Right. <laughs> and when I was in kangaroo. the US, this true story. That's um, where you get the gate. Like, they, you know, they say in, when I was in Africa, they say you should never eat predator animals that eat other animals. It gives it a funny taste. Well, yeah. yeah but no, it does. T- it yeah, changes yeah. the flavour of the meat whenever yeah. you feed the animal, which is why Australians have got the best in the world because other, for example, Indonesia um, has a large crocodile farming industry and the, the crocodile meat tastes completely mm. different because of... Um, you know, of, of the diet, it's not with any animal. Um, but, yeah, so that up to 80% kangaroo meat is um, what the crocs are fed, as well as um, chicken, um, which has all been certified hormone-free or natural. So oh, wow. um, Yeah, so it's it's literally just meat. Yeah. Right, so it's, uh, that's they pretty cool. They don't get fed pellets. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a so, sort of a, a funky sort of barbecue, Sunday barbecue. Yeah. 
Come on over for a few crocodile steaks. And where so, do you sell them? Yeah, um, how do we get so it? So Coles and Woolworths uh, <coughs> at the moment and, um, uh, as I said, I'm sort of opening up new uh, opening up new avenues. Or, that's, that's, I guess. A, that's a big coup, Coles and Woolies. Yeah, 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 yeah right. Yeah. And they, what, like, do they, um, I mean, they're obviously not every, in every store. No, no, it's yeah, demographically yeah. driven, the stores. Yeah, right. So, Give us an um, example where one is. Uh, we've got sort of the, the bigger ones like Bondi. Um, we've got uh, Double Bay, Woolworths. Um, so if we, can we buy direct online? Yes, you can buy from us. And what well. are we talking about? What's it called? Uh, online, uh, fifteen dollars a steak. Right, and yep. and what's Feeds what's your online? Natu- naturally wild. Naturally yeah. wild. Is naturally it? wild uh, produce. Yeah, naturally wild, wild produce. Naturally so wild I sell all game meats, or um, as far as we, you know, we sell wild boar. We, yeah, you know, take us through the things you sell. Crocodile's I've never tried it. Actually, I've heard it. I've heard it tastes bad. Really? Ooh. I can't imagine why. They don't have great breath. Yeah. And buffalo just like what tastes like steak. A really intense <clears throat> steak. <clears throat> intense yeah. steak. Intense. Is it healthy? Yeah, buffalo. You don't need to buy a drink. Uh, there you go. Uh, um, that's right. So the buffalo um, fat versus the meat. There's not a lot of fat that goes through the muscle. It's right. very separate compared right. to beef. So the meat itself is very low fat, but also like the the, yeah, the flavour is quite intense. Right. So you've got to know, how, and all, all exotic meat, you've got to know how to cook it properly. Snake? You're a snake? Uh, no. No snake? No. Okay, that's cool. Um, <laughs> what else, give, give, me some, give me some other wild animals. That you, I mean, um, wild boar, for wild example. Wild boar, yeah, fantastic. Well, my dad used to go shooting wild boar with his brothers um, many years ago, pigs, wild mm-hmm. pigs. And um, he said to me, very rarely do they eat them because the meat wasn't great. Right. It depends on – so the way that I purchased wild boar is <clears> specking it as, um, from the company that shoots them, 30 kilos and lower, so the young, small um, pigs that essentially are um, sweeter, more tender. Um, so, yeah, it really is all around sort of the age and the yeah, and also even the area of where the pigs come from. Right. Like where, is, what, what are they actually eating? What's their diet? Um, there was uh, a lot that we got from um, New South Wales where they'd actually been eating wild blackberries in the state forest. And so the taste, the meat, the blackberries actually transfer to the sweetness of um, the backstrap of the meat. It's beautiful. Yeah, I've heard that about time. That's well, that's like pigs generally, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it very. It's all about the diet. Were they sort of certain things, certain parts of um, Spain where they mm-hmm. have this great um, ham, um, which is the pigs have been eating. Um, I can't remember what it is now. Some sort of pine cones or some bloody thing. They were eating, right. and uh, they, apparently the meat's just beautiful, and the price is ridiculous. Yeah, buying these ha- legs of ham. Amazing. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. So, what, what other sort of things have we got there? With? Um, so, well, I guess the business model at the moment. Um, I've been working with Coles and Woolworths on just experimenting in exotic meat to what try and create new categories. So have these things been selling? Um, crocodile is. Yep. Um, wild boar didn't in right. that we've exited wild boar. I, I can still I still sell it online for the the uh, the diehards. Um, so uh, and we and uh, buffalo went well, but it's a really hard supply chain. Who's your typical customer? Like, who's who's buying, who's buying the croc? Yeah, like, um, like, I mean, I know you sell them down in Bondi and Double Bay. Yeah. All the exotic things. Someone like you. <laughs> I, I can think about the people that yeah. Um, you live closer to Bondi than me, don't you? Uh, um, 
like a double bay. Um, so there's two different. One is definitely your, your hardcore health. So it's very yeah. sort of Pete Evans paleo. Um, yeah, right. You know that really sort of people that want to research about. Yeah, not not the not the hardcore um, bushman. No. Uh, <laughs> Who sees oh, the they'll catch well, they, themselves. Yeah, they oh, yeah, do. Yeah. A lot of them do do their own. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. They'll go hunting. Yeah, right. On hunting um, Facebook groups and yeah, yeah it's pretty uh, amazing actually what some people are doing out there. Um, and then the second group is actually um, Chinese uh, in that they, the Chinese medicine believe that crocodile um, helps asthma. Yeah, right. Lung because they've got well, there's strong There's a lot of Chinese lungs. people at Yeah, yeah there, there is, yeah. Uh, so they're um, exporting now. Yeah, to the US, and um, but it's not just about crocodile. It really is about all natural Australian meats. Have you so. exported to China yet? No, oh, no. China's yeah, it it is. <clears throat> um, the issue with that is you've got so much, so many cheap farms in Indonesia. Oh right, yeah, yeah. And so the same stuff. Yeah, and even though ours is better and more natural and etc., they um, uh, it's yeah, it's it's all about price. So, How did you get into this? Uh, I was brought up on a farm in New South Wales. Uh, my background is FMCG, so I've always worked in food. Um, Where were you for? My, I've worked for Unilever right. uh, and Mars and... Um, Mars, Mars bars. Mars bars, yeah. No, yeah, but they had a lot of chocolate. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, and Fonterra Dairy. So um, I've kind of always been in sort of great natural foods and uh, but then went, you know, went through that sort of decision-making of um, trying to get back to closer to where I was from, but whilst also using my competency. So I've found a really nice, um, I guess, fit for myself um, with sort of meat, the meat industry in that, you know, I've got a lot of uh, marketing and cross-category um, experience for, especially for retail. Um, the abattoir guys are great at, you know, getting products ready. And so I'll go in with essentially a spec that I know is going to fit um you know, certain demographics or, you know, retail um, specifications. So we just work together on, on how to develop a product uh, and present it together. Well, like that's, I, I love it. It's exotic. It's yeah. a great thing to be sort of talking about. It's very Australian. Mm. Um, naturally wild produce. Mm-hmm. .com.au? Uh, dot com. Dot com. Yep. Well, I'm going to I'll definitely be getting my... Um, it sounds terrible with my ear. Go and have a look on that website and maybe get me some stuff because I might just put on a barbecue for some of my mates with some... Come on over and just bring around to Jane's place. This is a contribution. Honey Jane, yeah, yeah, yeah. on Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah. yeah I might do that. Yeah, but uh, can you? And what's the delivery time? Like, oh, we can get it twenty four hours. Oh, maybe not over Christmas. But, do, do, yeah. do you do deliveries? Obviously, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah yep, okay. Yep. How do you deliver it, by the way? Um, a chill truck. Chill truck. Yeah, you have to be home. Oh, home. It can kind of yeah. It's yeah, better no, if you're makes home. Sense, yeah. <laughs> and and something just quickly, just something like that. Does that keep? Yep. <clears throat> so you have to go refrigerate like you would a normal piece of meat, or yeah. is it, does it have salmonella in it, like fe- a chicken? No. No. So you don't have all that. Those issues. You, you cook it like rare or however. Right. Yeah. Uh, you don't eat crocodile rare. It's no. Just, it's a little bit. Yeah. It's just, that makes it easier. Yeah. <laughs> you just um, cook the shit out of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, have to worry about overcooking yeah. it. And you give menu, well, uh, not menus, uh, uh, recipes. Um, absolutely. <clears throat> There's recipes on the back, but Rebs the other, well, the other um, part of it's just lemon and butter on there or something. If you want to taste, add, yeah, yeah, lemon and butter. Um, yeah. So that's the tail steak. The other thing that we're uh, that we've done is a crocodile curry. So red curry, which is quite Asian. Um, Red curry, green curry. Come on, you probably get some. Mate, I, here, I feel like I want to go and have this for lunch now. Many, many years ago, many years ago, I had a, a business partner, a guy called Bill, and uh, we had a property uh, development business. We were building this thing down at the Southern Highlands. We we're doing a subdivision down there, and we used to have this guy called Mick the Greek. 
um, who was our concrete. And we used to always get him all these concrete jobs and uh, he had a concrete crew, or crew, and they used to work like navvies, like crazy hard-working guys, really hot and sweaty. And they would stop at lunchtime and they'd all have big bo- the big bottles of beer, you know, the big old uh, bottles of DA that I was talking about 30 years ago. And um, dinner ale, it used to be a beer called dinner ale. <laughs> and Pils- uh, rest dinner ale. And um, <clears throat> they'd have it in one day... Bill and I came down there after they'd already started. We got there about 1 o'clock. They'd been there since 7 in the morning down the Southern Highlands. They were putting concrete up. We went down and checked the concrete. And uh, we saw they're having a barbecue and they had dinner ale. And they're all sitting around, these Greek guys sitting around sweating. And um, they were cooking something on the barbecue. You know, it was wombat. They they hit a wombat on the way down. <laughs> the, roadkill. It was roadkill. Put it in the back of the yeah. car. And they carved it up and <laughs> cooked it on the barbecue. That's very thoughtful. Yeah. Wow. Wombat. I mean, they go, hey, it's beautiful. I'm like, oh. <laughs> you're Greek. Come on, eat, eat, mate. They say, Mark, fay, 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 which means eat. And I was, uh, no, 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 no. no. Be good. That's hilarious. Yeah, so I'm when people. I've heard that. Yeah, wombat. <laughs> I don't know which part of the wombat, but, was, but they didn't care. And uh, they got back on the job and finished the job off. Fantastic. Thanks for the business idea. Thanks, That's Marnie. <laughs> Thanks, Kumar. No, Merry Christmas, thanks, you guys. Thanks, yeah, Merry Christmas. Thank you. This has been the Mark Boris Podcast. You can follow Mark on Twitter at Mark Boris and find out more at markboris.com.au. Listener.